Hello, and welcome to Hope and Coffee, episode 32. And let's begin today by looking at Titus, chapter 2. You, however, must teach what is appropriate to sound doctrine. Teach the older men to be temperate, worthy of respect, self-controlled and sound in faith, in love and in endurance. Likewise, teach the older women to be reverent in the way they live, not to be slanderous or addicted to much wine, but to teach what is good. Then they can urge the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home, to be kind, and to be subject to their husbands, so that no one will malign the word of God. Similarly, encourage the young men to be self-controlled. In everything, set them an example by doing what is good. In your teaching, show integrity, seriousness and soundness of speech that cannot be condemned, so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about us. Teach slaves to be subject to their masters in everything, to try and please them, not to talk back to them and not to steal from them, but to show that they can be fully trusted, so that in every way they will make the teaching about God our Saviour attractive. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Saviour, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. These then are the things you should teach. Encourage and rebuke with all authority. Do not let anyone despise you. So here we are, the final episode in my mini-series on the fruits of the Spirit, as found in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. It's also the final episode of series one of Hope and Coffee because I feel that finishing on self-control as the final fruit of the spirit that we've been looking at in this mini-series is a great way to end a series before I move on and do series two. And so we start here in Titus chapter two where self-control is mentioned four times in the space of 15 short verses in this chapter of the Bible. And it starts with encouragement to teach sound doctrine and goes on to say to teach older men to have self-control and be worthy of respect through sound faith. Verse 2. Then in verses 3 to 5, it goes on to say, Teach older women to live reverently, teaching younger women to love their husbands, to be self-controlled and pure. Then in verse 6, it says to teach self-control to the young men, to set them an example by doing what is good. In other words, we are to lead by example. Now the final self-control is mentioned in verse 12, 
where we are told we are taught to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives. So I can correct my earlier statement fractionally that self-control is in fact mentioned four times in the space of 12 verses, not 15. Of course, this is another letter of the Apostle Paul who obviously wants to make his point of the importance of self-control. Not only that, but he also covers all ages, old and young, and both sexes, male and female. Self-control is for everyone. But what else does Paul, indeed the Bible, say about self-control? Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Now here in 1 Corinthians, again written by Paul, he tells us in effect that self-control is a choice. Paul tells us we are faced with common temptation, that God is faithful and will not let us be tempted beyond what we can bear, and that when tempted he will provide us a way out. So although the words self-control do not actually appear here, we do see that we have a choice to show self-control when we are tempted. In fact, it's reassuring to me that God provides a way out and will not allow temptation beyond what I can bear. I should note here, however, that self-control is not always my strongest area and therefore makes this episode of Hope and Coffee particularly challenging on a personal level. In fact, last year I fell into temptation falling into sexual temptation and living in sin. Of course, I tried to justify it in my own mind. My partner was a Christian and we were engaged to be married. Yet, it was obviously not right. Both she and I wanted to keep it to ourselves and not to share what was going on with our church family. But we insisted that we were in love and committed to one another continually justifying it to one another, yet unable to teach our kids in the way of Christ, as we weren't leading by example, made it very difficult on the home front. Yet God eventually gave us a way out, and we went our separate ways. And ever since, God has taken me on this incredible journey which of course includes self-control. And let's face it, being in lockdown definitely solves that specific problem. <laughs> and maybe my ex-fiance and I should have meditated on the next verse or the next passage that I want to share with you, which is in Galatians chapter 5 verses 13 to 21. You 
my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbour as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. These verses are a prelude to what we have been looking at in the last nine episodes, the fruits of the Spirit as found in verses 22 to 23 of Galatians chapter 5. But in the start of this reading, we are told we are called to be free, but not to abuse that freedom to indulge in the flesh, which is a verse I used in episode 24 of Hope and Coffee when we started the series on the fruits of spirit and we looked at love and as we look through these verses we see we are called to live in the spirit not to gratify the desires of the flesh that the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit therefore they are in conflict it then goes on prior to the fruits of the spirit to list the acts of the flesh so like I said we are called to self-control, something I have struggled with over the years as I seek out love uh, in a romantic sense. Yet I have fallen to temptation a few times, which is why I felt God was telling me to look at this and to share with you and to share my experience as well, uh, especially about last year where I was so sure that I had everything I wanted and it was all amazing and it was God-given and yet God was not at the centre of that relationship and it eventually failed because of that and because of the deceit that we were living in by living in sin and having a sexual relationship which I later then admitted to and repented of and as I've mentioned in previous episodes of Hope and Coffee these podcasts are my spiritual journey that I'm sharing with you and therefore everything I share is what God is saying to me which is why I felt I needed to share something a little bit more personal in today's episode like I said it's important that we look at this and I feel it's important that I share my failures not because I'm proud of what I have done not because it was a good thing 
it seemed like a good thing at the time, but turned out not to be. But rather, I'm sharing because I am ashamed that I fell into temptation. Yet, like I said, I repented and I moved on. God's grace and mercy allowing me to be honest and share that despite failures in the past, he has still got a heart that beats for me. He still loves me and is using me and my abilities to his glory, including, of course, doing hope and coffee. So what else do we read in the Bible about self-control? Well, let's look at Proverbs chapter 12, verse 16. Fools show their annoyance at once, but the prudent overlook an insult. And let's also look at James chapter 1, verses 19 to 21. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth, and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. So here, in both Proverbs 12 and James 1, we are told to be patient with one another, slow to anger. And again, self-control is not specifically mentioned, but it is implied. It takes self-control to remain calm in stressful situations, such as when being insulted. Yet we must be self-controlled, if we are to display God's love. Of course, James chapter 1, which was also used in episode 27, when we were looking at patience, also goes on to tell us to get rid of moral filth, which would include sexual sin, but is anything not spiritual in nature. You know, I often find myself wishing I'd been stronger, that I'd had better self-control and waited for the one before having a sexual relationship. But then I remember that God blessed me with the most amazing daughter through one of those falls into temptation. And that's amazing to me that even when we fail God and we fall into temptation, God can and will bless us and he can and will use those situations for his good. Now, self-control is a subject that I or anyone talking about it could actually talk for hours. But I actually want to start bringing things to a close now because this has turned into possibly one of the longer episodes of Hope and Coffee in this series, in series one. And I don't want to go on forever because there is so much I can cover in this subject. And maybe God will speak to me through it more in the future. And maybe I will revisit it in future episodes of Hope and Coffee. But for now, I want to end things by looking at three verses from three different books. Firstly, let's look at Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. For I can do everything through Christ, who gives me strength. Secondly, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 25. 
Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. And thirdly, let's look at 2 Peter chapter 1 verses 5 to 7. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affection love. Now Philippians 4 verse 13 is a personal favourite of mine. It's a reminder that if I look to Christ, I can do all things in his strength. In fact, it's the inscription that is on my crucifix that I wear as a symbol of my faith and my beliefs. And I'm able to look at that when I need reminding to look to Christ in any given situation. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, it speaks of a runner preparing for a race. And we should also prepare ourselves to cope with the race of life so that we can claim our prize, our eternal prize. And lastly, 2 Peter chapter 1 tells us what we need. It tells us we need goodness, knowledge, self-control perseverance, godliness, mutual affection, and finally, love. And that seems appropriate, an appropriate way to end this episode of Hope and Coffee and to end this series, series one, as we come to the end of our mini-series on the fruits of the spirit, because love is exactly where we started nine episodes ago. The first fruit we looked at, love. And love binds it all together. As it says at the end of Peter here, love. It mentions all these other things we need. But at the end it mentions love. Because love binds it together. Like when we looked at the start of the fruits of the spirit. And we looked at love being the first fruit mentioned the importance of love. Love is the most important element in our faith. And as I bring this episode to a close and finish our series on Fruits of the Spirit, I want to touch on a couple more things very briefly. Like I said, 1 Corinthians chapter 9 speaks of preparing for a race. And in 2 Peter chapter 1, it says one of the things we need, other than self-control and love, is knowledge. But to gain knowledge, we need self-control and discipline. To study our Bibles and to learn the knowledge we need. And it's all right there in our Bibles. It's why I have been sharing this journey with you through hope and coffee my spiritual journey as i look at scripture as god speaks to me through the scripture and i then share with you on a daily basis what i feel god is saying and so i'm going to leave you with this one final challenge to look at your circumstances to look at your life 
and being honest with yourself. Seek God and ask where you need to improve your self-control. I know where I need to improve it and God has put me into a situation where I can now grow spiritually and hopefully improve on that particular area of my life when the lockdown is lifted. But it's different for all of us. We're all individuals. So again, I say seek God. Ask him what you need to improve. What part of your life needs improvement when it comes to self-control? I hope you've enjoyed this mini-series on the fruits of the Spirit. And I hope you've enjoyed series one of Hope and Coffee. Uh, I will be back again tomorrow with episode one of series two. Uh, starting a whole new uh, series on varying scriptures. I've already got something God has put on my heart to look at. But for now, I want to end in prayer. So let us pray. Father God, I just want to thank you for blessing me with the ability to produce these episodes of Hope and Coffee to share my journey with you, with my brothers and sisters in Christ. And Lord, I thank you for the last nine episodes I've done for the fruits of the Spirit we have looked at, that I am looking at and trying to put into my own heart and engrave on my own heart and take into my own life the fruits of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and especially self-control. Father, I pray that you would help me to live by those fruits, to show those fruits in my life as I walk with you, and Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters in Christ that you would strengthen them, that you would speak to them through what I say here, or if they're not listening to Hope and Coffee, that you would speak to them all individually. Let them know your presence. Show them the things that you want them to know. In Jesus' name, Amen.